Hey, here we are. It's the uh, day 45 or 50 or maybe only 35 of the uh, slightly dystopian future that we are living in. And some of the states in the country are opening up, quote unquote, um, despite growing uh, uh, COVID-19 tests and more deaths. The numbers just keep stacking up. Apparently, the economy is more important in some states than others uh, or than other people's lives. Here in Oregon, of course, uh, we're on lockdown mostly. Uh, some state parks are beginning to open this month for day use. The governor still says no to large gatherings in the state through September, which means no fall football games until at least uh, October. That would be every level, college, high school, middle school, you know, whatever they have. Uh, the state fair in uh, late August, early July has just been canceled as a result of all that. National unemployment rate is up to almost 15%, uh, although it seems like much more. Over 20 million people say they lost their jobs in April, and I suspect that a lot of people that actually lost their jobs were unable to file for unemployment or just got frustrated with the whole system because, you know, overwhelmed, right? So life goes on here in our slightly dystopian future. Uh, this is Tim Patterson, Trade Show Guy, Monday Morning Coffee, uh, Trade Show Guy Exhibits, my blog, tradeshowguyblog.com. If you go to the main site, tradeshowguy.net, you'll find everything there, links to my two books, links to the exhibit site, uh, a few downloads, and always the latest on our podcast as well. So tradeshowguy.net. I thank you for joining me. Uh, today. Um, past few weeks, I've tried to catch up with old colleagues and old uh, interviewees that I've had on this show and acquaintances, people I've had on the podcast, just to see how they're doing. I'm curious how some of them are handling the change in their world. Uh, everyone's got probably a little different way of looking at it. Everyone has different skill sets that they can put to use, uh, or, or maybe not, depending on uh, what they're trying to do. So uh, this week, I had a chance to uh, catch up with Dale Abrakta in Chicago of PutAtwistOnIt.com. Dale is a corporate entertainer. Had him on uh, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago on the show. Uh, he's done trade shows. He's done corporate uh, events, uh, schools, libraries, a whole lot more. And I was curious to see, given his wide array of, of you know, clientele that he can work with, how he can do that. Can he do things online? Uh, can he do things in person? You know, how, what, 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 what can he do? So we had a nice chat and here's how that went. I want to welcome Dale Abrakta to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Thanks, uh, Dale, for joining me uh, from uh, putatwistonit.com. How are you doing this morning? Thank you for your time. I'm oh, doing great, Tim. Uh, like everybody else in the, in the world, locked down into my virtual office here, which now gets to stream to the world. Yeah, and you've got like a little stage presence thing behind you, like with the curtains and everything. That's 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 uh, that's great. It's unusual. It's different. It's it fits you though, right? You know. It, as an entertainer, this is my normal backdrop for a show. My old backdrop, which you can't see now, is in front of me to actually do some uh, acoustic balance here because mm -hmm. as entertainers, we're so focused on throwing our voices out there, and now we throw our voices out there, and it hits the wall, comes back in the mic, and it sounds like we're in an echo kinda, chamber. Kind of bounces around a little bit. Oh, so yeah. let's start with, uh, we, we, I, had, I had you on the show uh, a long time ago, like a couple of years, three years maybe. What uh, is your normal day before we got into the COVID-19 thing? What have you, you know, what kind of stuff did you normally do? Corporate entertaining, trade shows? I'm just going to give a run, we're going to run what you're doing did, Basically, I am a stage balloon show act that corporates hire me for their kids appreciation day, their family days, 
their trade show booths if they're trying to do lead generation because I do the balloons, draw people in. So that's my typical day, but COVID-19 has basically put that in, in a different tailspin. Right. So I'm just curious, what does, I, I was interested to catch up with you uh, to find out how that has affected your business, uh, how, you know, how greatly it's affected, what kind of other things you're doing. Um, how have you looked at this whole thing? I know that we all have a little different way of, of uh, seeing it through a, a prism and then figuring out what works best for us. I'm just curious what you're doing. Well, I've actually been doing two things. So there's, you got the entertainment aspect, and that is a whole whirlwind right there, just of a sea of emotions. The second thing I've been doing is actually doing some presentations like you talk about COVID-19 kids and online gaming, mm -hmm. surprisingly enough, how, as an adult, my perspective has changed on gaming, and it's actually a plus to the kids at the moment to take them away from the distractions, because as an entertainer, they can't go out and see live entertainment. They're now focused on gaming, in a sense, to, as a distraction. So are you doing online presentations? Are you connecting with people through like a Zoom meeting or, or whatever the, the platform seems to be? <laughs> that, oh, uh, that, that's the big question. What platform? I, I joked with a client the other day. I said, you know, remember the question used to be, are you available on this date? Now the question comes out, can you work on Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom meetings? Which, right. which format can you present to? Interesting. Uh, because, you know, with Facebook and YouTube and all those other, uh, you know, LinkedIn, I've tried to go live on LinkedIn. I think I can do it on my phone, but not my laptop. I'm not sure what the heck's going on with, with that. But, uh, you know, certainly we can go live on, on Twitter with uh, whatever they have there, Facebook. Right. Uh, so are you doing live things or are you just doing one-on-ones? One I, I, I actually, I am actually doing live. I'm actually... Because as an entertainer, we knew exactly when the weekend was. We'd open up our calendar and we would say, we're performing on Saturday, we're performing on Sunday, we have an event on Monday. We, we had time markers and we're constantly looking at right. it. We don't have time markers now. No, we don't. What day is I, it? I have to, I, seriously, I have to think about it sometimes. Well, I, I actually created, uh, <laughs> I do Facebook Live Wednesdays at 9.30 on my channel. And I also do on Sunday, excuse me, Fridays at 9.30 in the morning on YouTube. So I've set a schedule just for myself to do live performance. So I know what day of the week it is. It's like, oh, geez, Wednesday. I got to prep for Wednesday stuff on <laughs> Tuesday. And it at least keeps my mind going to know what day of the week is. And because the, the, the really strange part is my wife has used to do a nine to five schedule because of COVID-19, they've changed her schedule where she's working three days a week instead of five. And it's not a standard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Some days it's Wednesday, Thursday, and they're changing the days off. So I can't even rely on her schedule. <laughs> As an anchor, you just like, it's lost there. Oh yeah. And the, and the kids don't help because they, they're on spring break. Right. They're, they're done in, with an school. eternal spring break, right? Yeah. They're on yeah. summer break until, yeah. So what do you do on those, uh, those, those morning shows that you do? What, what kind of things are you looking to do? I, you know, I, sometimes it's a rant. Sometimes it's a, an example. There was an advertisement by Frito-Lay that came out, and they basically went through the ad and said, we are just donating money. We are not asking for you to do anything, which I applaud them for doing. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many companies that say, you know, give me a million dollars and I'll match it. They're just giving money away. Uh, something that I've seen, uh, t 
talked about balloon entertaining on the YouTube channel. One of my uh, most popular comment was which balloon manufacturer is better. So I did a video on that. So it, it's kind of a, a spattering of stuff because people are consuming uh, yeah. eight. The, the, Tim, do you realize people are consuming eight hours of online material a day? Uh, that's yeah. It, I guess that really doesn't surprise me when I when I think about it. But hmm. Interesting. And I think the interesting challenge is that when we, as businesses, how do you market in this uh, environment? Uh, you know, I get so many emails uh, a day. Some people send something out every day. Sometimes it's once a week, but the people that I've heard for heard from for, for years are doing pretty much the same thing. They acknowledge the pandemic, but it's business as usual. And a lot of people, it's not business as usual. And I'm not sure which is right or wrong. You know, you have to be sensitive to the fact that the, it's a desperate situation for a lot of people and other people are not being affected by it at all. So it just as kind of unusual to even kind of get your hands around what, what is the right thing to do? What, how do you approach that? Well, he, here's the thing that I was just talking with the park district and she had the same experience. There, there was a time that you would get an email, you'd respond to an email and then Usually within 10, 15, 20 minutes, you get a response back. Nowadays, it's like you respond, you respond, and then it goes out to Never Never Land for four days. Yeah. There is, we have no, no track of time. And everyone thinks either they're laid off or not working, not checking their computer. And there's people like me out there who are still working and communicating. And when you send these emails out, it like goes to Never Never Land. And then they get back and you talk to the person like, oh, yeah, I went out and I was cutting the lawn. <laughs> you know, I finally got back to work. <laughs> right. And I know that some people, I've talked with some people who uh, I've always viewed as being really upbeat and positive. But, you know, they have bad days. Like, man, I just, I don't, I don't know what to do. I can't get out of this. I'm at home alone or, or whatever. Uh, they don't have a support system that they would like to have or they normally have. Um, for whatever reason, everybody's got a different situation. And so they've got the emotional side of it to work through as well and uh that's challenging for a lot of people I, I i think i'm lucky because you know i've worked at home for nine years my my wife is at home all the time we got a uh she my stepson her son is is a teenager so he's like always just you know sleeping in till noon and, and playing video games till two in the morning uh and he's fine so <laughs> yeah. but it's just different we're all trying to figure that out how do you talk to your clients about this well it's it's a mind shift um I mean, I, I've been working from home technically 30 years and the mind shift that you tell the clients is that sometimes you don't have to make money every day. Sometimes it's just a contact. Sometimes yeah. it's a connection. What I've been telling my clients is we're now in the world of customer appreciation. It's that simple. We have to do things virtually to show them that we still want to stay connected. We still want to do business that we want to be part of their community. And we, we just cannot call them up and say, hey, we're having a great open house, fly in, we're going to feed you, wind you, and dine you. We have to do this through concerts like you're seeing on TV. We, we have to show that we still have that human connection through this video world that we're living in nowadays. And that's where I've been talking to my customers about is, hey, you still need to make that you need to do that on-face presentation. You need to be seen. You need to be heard. That creates stability because being seen and being heard relaxes people. 
It, it does. Yeah. And, and, and being appreciated, I think you, you hit it on the head, customer appreciation. I've seen a, a number of uh, blog posts and articles and talked to a few people about that are in the promotional products industry that, that recommended appropriate things that, yes, they're branded, but they don't have to be, that you mail to somebody, that your special clients, hey, I'm really thinking of you. Let's hope this helps you get through the the, the, the crazy time we're in um, and everyone admits that it's a crazy time. So, you know, those types of things are certainly worth considering, but I think face-to-face -face is, is extremely valuable. We're, we're all, the saying is we're all in this together. And this, this is something that I, I, having kids, 10 and 12 year old who are learning, I, I look at that and go, we're all failing at the same point. There, there. It's not like my kids sitting on the couch playing a video game. The whole world is sitting on a couch playing a video game. We're getting dumb at the same time and then are learning at the same time, especially with this video stuff. Everybody and their brother is trying to learn it. So we're all at the same level. And probably one of the few times in the world's history, everybody is someone at the same level. We, we don't know where this is going. We really don't, yeah. And looking on the other side of it, how do you view, you know, uh, I, I, it was within uh, a couple of weeks of us really kind of getting locked down. I've, I've seen some sales trainers go, let's prepare for the recovery. And I'm, my first thought was, well, that's, I think that's worth thinking about, but also that's a long ways away. Um, we're getting closer, but we still don't know when that'll come and, or what it'll look like. So how do you view the shift when it'll eventually come at some point? What kind of things do you, that go through your mind? I got, I got my tablet here. You can't see it. I got stuff written down here. <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to break it down to you in a positive way as best I can, going through roughly seven different entertainment industries. Trade show industry. I think everybody could say that industry is dead until uh, 2021, if we're lucky. Yeah. yeah. McCormick is just now changing over McCormick Place in Chicago is now changing from emergency hospital to back to a convention center, which still needs to get sterilized, which needs to be broken down, and nobody's booking anything for a year. So trade show entertainment is dead. Now, here's an advantage. If you're a trade show entertainer, you have good relationship, again, with your company that you're working with or the company that you're branded and representing. They're still doing their appreciation. Some of those entertainers I've talked to are still working with their customers, doing special VIP meetings and doing Zooms. They're doing MC work. So there is some work there, but that's only maybe 10 to 15% of the industry is really working there. Yeah. So from that part, corporate work is, like I say, down big time for these entertainers. So their, their fallback is when trade show industry goes back, you go to the school market. School market, as you know, is closed. Closed, yeah. Yeah. Now, and there's entertainers out there still with a positive thought about this, that they're going to actually sell a candid, recorded presentation to the schools. I've seen a couple school projections that are actually saying that no school assemblies for 2020 and 2021 schools a year. Which so, surprised me, yeah. Yeah, so that, that's going to be, can you put together a presentation that can go into a school learning program is going to be beneficial. Libraries, good, bad, and ugly. Good libraries are saying, yes, whenever we open, we're going to have you back. Right. They're, they're committing to the entertainer. The bad. Uh, sorry, no budget. We're done. Yeah. Year's over. 
And their season starts from May to August, end of May through August. They've already just said, no, we're not doing anything. Not doing it. Yeah. We'll just reassess when we get a chance. Now here comes the ugly. <laughs> this is, this is, um, Good, this ugly. is, okay. um, a library district like we have out in California, Arizona, that may represent anywhere from 10 to 100 libraries is doubling the price that they would pay for a normal show and want to air it to all their libraries for one fee. Uh, so here's an entertainer. allows them, yeah. Right. So an entertainer that used to have 15 locations to go to, they say, hey, we'll double your pay and we're going to show it to all 15. Right. That's that's the ugly that a lot of entertainers are just like no. So you're uh, getting really ten or fifteen percent of what you normally would. Yes. If that. If if that. Yeah. Park districts actually, they're the saving grace for entertainers because they're still mm. looking for educational material. Yep. They've always charged for their programs, so they're booking, but they're not sure who's going to watch. This is something that you do, I'm sure, Tim, is you kind of monitor who's watching. You know your listeners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Park districts only know residential or non-residential. They have no idea of this, the matrix for online marketing. They've never had to do it. So they're doing it, but they're, again, they're not sure. I, I mean, I'm booked for a party the 21st of this month through a park district. They're charging a fee. It's open to the world, but they asked me what would be a good day to do this. And I, I, I looked at them and said, I don't know. I don't even know what a good time is. Because if we take in consideration, kids are still in school, parents are possibly working, there is, unless you have to check in at your office and log in, let's say at seven to four, if you're just got to get your work done within an eight hour period, what does it matter in that 24 hours when your eight hour period is? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how kids are doing their homework. And uh, last two, our private parties are booking. Uh, the virtual Zoom market for a birthday party or a wedding is still up there. They, people are still trying to figure out how to make it special for their child. And if they could have a magician or a balloon artist or a juggling show streamed live to a child that's branded to the child, they're booking it. Really? Um, Interesting. Yeah. Entertainers are scratching their head not knowing how to charge for this. But right. it, it, it now basically says no geographical area is there's no boundaries. Open things up. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. And last one, especially specialty deliveries uh, for birthday parties. If you're doing uh, any yard signs or balloon decor, they're staking it on the front yard, no contact. People are booking that, especially with graduation season coming. Graduation season, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Th that's a big one because these kids are hurting and want something special. So parents are looking to spend money because you know, maybe they're going to buy that kid a new car, but they're not going to have that huge party. Yeah, exactly. So that, that, that is where the trend of the industry is at. So this is where entertainers are trying to focus. And the problem is we have two groups of, enter, three groups of entertainers. One that is gung-ho and going at it. You got the others scratching their head going, what's technology? Yes, yeah, feeling their way along, right? Yeah. The last group is saying, I'm delivering pizza. There you go. That's it. My career is over. <laughs> or I'm taking yeah. a break. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's, well, see, the hard part is if you're a trade show entertainer, 
your break may be two to three years. It could be quite a while. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to figure out what your skill set is. And that's, of course, unique to everyone. You might be good at training people online to uh, figure out how to do uh, the, all the audio visual of meetings and, and have a better Zoom presence or whatever the case may be. And you may not. So yeah, I think right. it's, it varies. Dale, it's been fun uh, catching up with you. Again, it's uh, what, put a twist on it.com? Yes, put a twist on it.com. That's my corporate page. Right. You can find me or Google my name and you'll yeah. come up with a couple hundred thousand right. pages You've been on doing me. a long time. Uh, Dale, it's great to catch up and uh, just want to wish you best of luck. And thanks again for uh, taking a, a little time to kind of explain what you're kind of working your way through like the rest of us, but it's kind of neat to hear your perspective. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad to be here. Thanks again to Dale O'Brockta of putatwistonit.com to find out more. Uh, head to that website or just check the show notes at Trade Show Guy blog.com just about to wrap it up i want to uh, do uh, this week's one good thing it's a piece of software i've used for four maybe five years i don't think i've mentioned it before it's uh for people that write a lot like books it's basically built to write books it's called scrivener been around for many years i think it's uh from a guy who is in the uk although i'm not 100 percent sure on that uh, I've, I have used it for a few years. I think it started out as a Mac-only program, but I believe it's also a Windows platform now. But it's basically a, a piece of software that lets you organize all your thoughts, all your research, all the stuff, all the characters you're doing. If you're writing a novel, if you're writing a nonfiction book, it lets you uh, log all the research. And it has a really neat way of organizing all that stuff. And then once you've written it and moved things around, chapters and people and all that stuff, you can render it, uh, compile it, as it were, into a printable or a PDF version. And, uh, you know, it works really well. I would I would highly recommend it for anyone who does a lot of writing and is going to actually put a book out at some point. I, I did the first two um, nonfiction books on it. I'm writing a novel on it right now, which I'm just about to wrap up the second draft and start to put it out to uh, people to get their feedback so they can take the red pens and, you know, tear it apart and make it better. Scrivener, it's a good piece of software. Have yourself a great week. Uh, this is the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. I'm Tim Patterson. Be well, be safe. <laughs>